they actually ESPN actually showed WrestleMania 30 from what five years ago or whatever last Sunday evening, um, which was fascinating that ESPN would sort of go that deep into programming. <laughs> really, show a, show a WrestleMania, yeah. Mm, well. Yeah, WrestleMania has been around for a long time now. Yeah. I have to admit, I went to a WrestleMania in Boston. And it was cool because you got to keep your seats. You know, if you're in the expensive seats, you got to keep your seats, right? So it's a $300 ticket. And the seat all had the WrestleMania logo on the back. So as I was leaving, everybody was trying to buy seats from everybody else. So a kid paid me two fifty in cash for my seat. <laughs> it only cost you fifty bucks. So it cost me fifty bucks to go to <laughs> WrestleMania. It was great. <laughs> now would you, would you have thought, Eric, that I you'd, that I would go to WrestleMania? Ah, uh, no, no. Yeah, it's not a new side of you, Rick. See, a I, new a new uh, layer being peeled back on Rick Morin. Yeah. Yeah, huh. we thought you might do some data analysis on who went goes to WrestleMania. <laughs> I go all I go all the way back to Bruno San Martino, which is which is way way before uh, Eric's time. Did you ever get to see Andre the Giant? Yeah, I got to see Andre. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got I got to meet King Kong Bundy. <laughs> he was huge. And I was seven, which meant he was the biggest human being. Well, he's probably still the biggest he human being I've even ever met. Huger. I love yeah. it. I love it. Just so you, bye, just bye. so you guys know, I'm uh, we're on ACB Radio live event now. We're streaming. So, uh, um, my uh, my my best friend, he uh, Dan. He's only five foot tall, and uh, you know we we used to have Orlando Magic season tickets and we'd go over to the Marriott where the te- you know the opposing teams would stay and when Manu Bold played for what was then the Washington Bullets I guess heck I don't know uh, but uh, we we got a picture with him you know him standing next to Manu Bold who was like seven seven you know I mean it was like can these both be human beings it was so you know it was so wild. Let's get started with with some sports music to get us in the mood, Rick. Thank you.
Shark Eric. Ooh. <laughs> Thank welcome, you. Everybody. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to Let's Talk Sports with Eric Dan and the ACB Sports Fans. How you doing tonight, Eric? Doing well, Dan. How about you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I am looking forward to a night of just a little relaxation and talking sports, and uh, you know, maybe sipping on an adult beverage. What? What's your adult beverage of uh, choice for this evening? Well, you may laugh when you hear this, but I'm actually drinking a Corona Premier uh, <laughs> with a lime. That no, that that my, my that, Corona comes with a lime. So. Uh, did, were you able to get that on sale, Eric? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I hear they're stacking up on the shelves. Yeah, uh, yeah that's great. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. Uh, well, personally, I'm I'm sipping on uh, some uh, crown uh, crown uh, ro- royal crown uh, crown apple, a couple of fingers of that. So, uh, uh, looking forward to have a nice, relaxing evening. So, uh, hey, before we get started and involve all our sports fans in the conversation, uh, you know, take a minute and tell me your what are your favorite sports teams and maybe your one of your favorite sports stories. <clears throat> Sure. So I, uh, you know, I'm from Iowa originally, which folks that know me know that I'm not bashful about that. My, my team is the Iowa Hawkeyes for football and basketball in college. And uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, professional sports, I'm a, a lifelong Cubs fan, but have uh, become a national fan for over the last 15 years that they've been out here. So love baseball. Uh, I grew up a Chiefs fan and a Bears fan, so AFC and NFC. I, I grew up kind of in between Kansas City and Chicago, uh, where where we lived. So was able to 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 do that, and then um, really became a, a pretty intense uh, Washington Capitals fan for hockey. Um, within the last, I would say the Alex Ovechkin era, so last fifteen years or so. So mm. been a been a crazy couple of years here in, in D.C. We used to get made fun out of all the time for the Redskins being so bad and the Wizards being strange and uh, the Nationals choking and the Capitals choking. And then the, the Nationals and Capitals figured it out. So it um, it's been it's been a fun couple of years. I, I tend to. And then obviously the Chiefs. Um, I tend to have tended to root for teams that uh, have been underdogs and have just been 
relentlessly pounded down through the years for it, really until the Cubs in 2016. So, you know, you are uh, on quite a roll. You've got the Cubs, you've, you've had the Chiefs, you've had the Nationals, and and the Hawkeyes have been pretty doggone in football lately. You're you're on a roll. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's it's been um, it's been a fun several years. How about you? What teams do you follow? Well, you know, growing up in Florida, of course, when I grew up, there weren't even any professional teams. Uh, you know, the closest professional team to us was the Atlanta Braves, which were like 400 miles away. So I grew up a huge uh, Florida Gators fan. Like like you, I went to college, you know, at my, uh, you know, home state university at the University of Florida. And, uh, you know, the, the Gators, when I went to the University of Florida, Florida had not won a single SEC championship in either football or basketball in like their 65 years of being in the conference. And then all it's hard sudden, to imagine, wow. isn't it? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, yeah. Steve Spurrier shows up and Billy Donovan shows up, and in 2008, you know, the Florida Gators were at the same time champions in both college football and college basketball, which is just almost unheard of. So, uh, you know, like you, we paid our dues for many, many years, but boy, it was really sweet when we finally, uh, you know, made it, uh, made it to the top. So those were, those were some really, really good times. So that's pretty, that's so, pretty awesome. So tell me, yeah, pretty awesome. And then, you know, of course I was an Atlanta Braves fan, you know, really got involved in them in the seventies and eighties. And my, my parents, some my rough family, years. From East- <laughs> yeah, rough, rough years. God, Eggs Benedict and some of those guys, oh, God, they were tough years back there in the 70s and 80s. And, um, you know, we, my uh, relatives lived in East Tennessee, a little town called Marstown outside of Knoxville. So that was our big family trip. On the way back every year from visiting my, my grandparents, uh, we would stop at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium and see a Braves game. And, that, oh, boy, that was like you know, really, really something special to actually be able to see a professional sporting event. And then, then as I kind of grew up a little bit, the Miami Dolphins started in, uh, in Miami with Don Shula and, uh, kick and Zonka and Warfield and greasy and all that crowd. And we became big, big dolphin fans. And then, uh, later on, we got the Orlando Magic, our first team in 1989, and uh, we became, you know, huge season ticket holders for the Orlando Magic. We'll have to talk about that more sometime. Yes. And uh, you know, that was kind of a uh, that was kind of my sports growing up. But uh, so tell me, tell me a little bit about you know one of your stories you remember from from growing up and, and listening to all these sports. Well, you know. So many of my early recollections of being a Cub fan and going to games were literally painful. Mm. Um, because when seemingly when we would get tickets to go to a game at Wrigley, it would be mm. April and yeah. April in Chicago down near the lake can be brutal. Um, especially mm-hmm. if the sun isn't out and the wind's blowing in. Yeah. It's, it's winter coat type weather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And when, the, when the Cubs aren't playing well, it can really stink. And <laughs> so, um, and for a lot of those years, uh, really 85 through, you know, they won in 89. So 84 and 89, they won. Mm-hmm. But those years sort of in between, they were not good at all. 
and right. there were years in the nineties too, that they were bad, but, mm-hmm. um, but I was young and my, yeah. my dad worked for John Deere and mm-hmm. they would get these, uh, motor, motor coach, uh, deals where they'd buy a block of tickets and, you know, 50 or 60 folks from the John Deere factory would go and take their, yeah. their kids and all this stuff. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And oh, we go yeah. to like we we all go in. They'd the the buses that stop at, over at Nuts on Clark, which is this famous candy nut uh, store that I think mm-hmm. uh, I think there's one or two of them now. I know at O'Hare, and so you know load up on candy bars and peanuts and stuff, and then go to the park. And it didn't matter if if I thought I was properly dressed or not by like mm-hmm. the second inning i'd just be chattering my teeth would just be chattering Mm. and and whoever it was i think it was i think it was the mets Mm. this was like 1986 i believe so it would have been the year that i think the mets won the world series yeah that's right yeah with strawberry and uh doc gooden and actually doc gooden started that day i I, Uh I remember that and the, the cubs had some guy some I was like their fifth starter, some glorified guy from Iowa, their AAA affiliate, and he mm-hmm. just got smoked. And he was out by like the second inning, and it was already like six to nothing. And I'm cold, and I never for <laughs> lean over my dad, and I go, Dad, this this kind of hurts. And he goes, No, no, Eric, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it hurt for many years to be a Cubs fan there, but yeah. in, in 2016, you finally got it. You, you finally, you finally made it to the yeah. to the seventh game. What was it like for you at the seventh game there when the Cubs were so close? There was a there was a rain delay, and I fell asleep. I'm so embarrassed. Um, but yeah, it it was it was it was amazing. Um, and and to do it against another franchise that had not won it in a very long time as well um mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy and the way that it all happened and um you know i i was i was overjoyed but i was bleary-eyed i'm sure um many others were as well uh, by the time the game ended so oh i think that rain delay actually won it for the cubs i i think i think god intervened and said it's the cubs time and and that rain delay was just perfect cuz they were reeling at that point in time they were they were yeah yeah so. and they've since gone on to hire their uh the backup catcher from that team as their manager david ross so David Ross that name is so familiar i i remember him of course being the the catcher kind of the the leader and the part-time catcher of that team. But uh, my wife will know him better for being on Dancing with the Stars. She'll tell me that as soon as this phone call's over. What, will she or will you? Uh, yeah. Are, are you are you <laughs> secret Dancing with the Stars fan? Oh, not not very often, but, you know, uh-huh. I live in, the, live in a house with somebody who loves Dancing with the Stars. So, you know, All if, right. if, you're, if, your partner, if your partner's loving it, you're loving it too, you know, Eric. That's I the way it works. I hear you. You know that. So, uh well, I have to tell you one of my stories. I, you know, growing up again, being a big Braves fan, and you know, nineteen nineteen eighty five, and I'm in my you know mid to late twenties, and my uh, my family decides to have a a vacation, a trip to uh, California for the first time ever. We're going to go out to California, so my mom and dad and I we go to San Francisco, and 
and see all the sights in San Francisco, but we're big, huge Braves fans. And so my sister was living in D.C. at the time, and her and her husband make these plans to meet my dad and I down in uh, Los Angeles to see the Braves play the Dodgers. They were on a West Coast road trip before the 4th of July. So we go we go down there and see the Dodgers and have a, you know, a, it was a great game, Dodger Stadium, first time we'd ever been there, Chavez Ravine. I mean, just like they play baseball in this place. It's like gorgeous, you know, compared to Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. And so, uh, you know, we're all jazz. The Braves beat the Dodgers. And so the next night, they're traveling on down to San Diego for a three-game series. So my dad says, I don't think your mom will mind. Let's drive down to San Diego and watch them tomorrow night, you know, at Jack Murphy Stadium. So we go down, catch them the next night. We're waiting to do stuff during the day. So we we go across the border to Tijuana because it's our one chance to see Mexico. And my mom, you know, that's just back before cell phones, right? So, you know, nobody's – my mom doesn't know where we're at. So finally we get back get ready to go in the stadium to see the game and my dad says i better call your mom on the payphone just let her know how we're doing and she says where are you and he says well we went on down to san diego and we're watching a braves game and she said you better get back here right away so after the game we hightailed it all the way back from san diego my dad is like bleary-eyed we get back get back to san francisco my mom we, we were loving it as sports fans. We saw a couple of great Braves games. My mom was not real happy. So uh, <laughs> she tells my dad, You're, we're going to go have some fun. So, you know, we're, we're, going to, we're going to Lake Tahoe and seeing Joan Rivers tonight. So my poor dad, on about two hours sleep, puts mom in the car and they drive, you know, over the mountains to Lake Tahoe, four-hour drive or five-hour drive to see Joan. <laughs> To, to see Joan Rivers do a comedy routine, so my dad tells that story all the time. But, but the Wasn't next she day, Jenny Parsons to... fill in at that point in time. Like she was huge. Oh yeah, she was really yeah. big. Yeah, she was huge. You know, she was at Harris in Lake Tahoe. You know, doing a big okay. show. And um, so, uh, so then after that, I gotta, I gotta get back to work. I owned a pizza place. I had to be back the day after the Fourth of July to open everything up. So I go, mom, you know, dad drops me off at the, uh, at the airport to go back to, uh, to Orlando. And, you know, back then, the Atlanta Braves were on Superstation 17. You know, they were owned by Ted Turner. And so I'm sitting at the bar in the airport, San Francisco, and, you know, I asked the guy to put the Braves game on. It started like 4.30 San Francisco time with a three hours difference. And there's a rain delay, and finally about 6 o'clock the game starts, and I watch about an inning of it, and I say, you know, I got to you know, get, you know, get on my plane and head back to Orlando. So I get to Orlando, get back to my home about 2 in the morning, turn on the TV, and the Atlanta Braves and New York Mets are still playing. It's the 4th of July. They've had a couple of rain delays. It's now like the 13th inning, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and they're still playing baseball. And the Braves back then on the 4th of July, it was just this huge deal. They had the Peachtree Road Race Marathon, and then the Braves game would be sold out, you know, 50,000 people. And then after the game, they'd do fireworks for the 4th of July and all that. So now it's the 13th inning. 
in the 12th inning, uh, Keith Hernandez hits a single, which means he's now hit for the cycle. The game's tied like 8-8. Eight to eight. So the, the Mets score a couple runs at the top of the 13th, and it's like, well, this thing's over with now. And this journeyman outfielder for the Braves named Terry Harper, you know they had Dale Murphy and Bob Horner and all those guys, yeah. Glenn Hubbard, but Chris Chamless, but this guy nobody's ever heard of, Terry Harper. He hits a two-run homer, and the game keeps on going. So now, <laughs> oh my like, God, like the 17th inning, it's like after 3 o'clock at night, in the morning, you know, uh, Dusty, I, I mean, um, Davey Johnson, you remember Davey Johnson? He was the manager for the Mets and Daryl Strawberry. They start arguing balls and strikes. The umpire throws him out of the game. You know, Johnson's raising heck the next day in the newspaper, they say. The, um, the quote from the umpire is, after 3 o'clock in the morning, everything's a strike, Johnson. You're out of here. <laughs> so. So 18th inning, Dykster hits a hits a sacrifice fly, and and the Mets take the lead, you know, 11 to 10. So Braves got nobody left. They got no pinch hitters. They got nothing. And so two outs, nobody on. Bottom of the 18th, 3:45 in the morning, and up, uh, Rick uh, Rick Camp steps up the bat. Uh, you remember um, oh, what was his name? Chris Berman. From the ESPN used to call him Rick Summer Camp. So Rick <laughs> Rick Camp steps up the bat. O two pitch. Gary Carter, all star outfielder for the Mets. He's he's waving everybody in because they're just afraid maybe he'll get us, you know, a screaming single or something. He hits a home run to dead left center field, his only home run in his major league career. He's like a lifetime zero six zero batting average, you know. And this guy hits a home run to tie the game. Everybody goes nuts. John Sterling, who now announces for the New York Yankees, he he is going crazy. He's the announcer for the Braves and Ernie Johnson Sr. <clears throat> and Skip Carey. They're just all going nuts. And uh, and then the the Mets ended up winning the game in the 19th inning, like 16 to 13. So now it's four o'clock in the morning, and now because they've committed to this. They shoot off the fireworks at like after four o'clock in the morning and scared the heck out of all the people living in the neighborhood. The police <laughs> were getting were getting phone calls. We're under, and, attack. You know, we're under attack. This was yeah. eighty five, we you know, where we were really in these intense times with the Soviet Union. They thought maybe that the Soviet Union had launched an airstrike on Atlanta. I mean, these people are going crazy. And so that was the wildest baseball game I have ever paid any attention to. You know, I started watching the game in San Francisco, ended up watching it in my home in Orlando, and it didn't get over till 4 o'clock in the morning. So, wow. But unfortunately, my Braves lost. But, you know, that was a pretty good Mets team. But, you know, you just never yeah. know. No, you don't. I, um, I went to game two of the uh, NLDS in 2014 with a, a buddy of mine. And uh, the, the Nationals were playing the Giants and wound up going 18 innings. And we had to leave after the 14th inning mm-hmm. uh, because the temperature had gone from like 55 down to 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very cold. Uh, yep. And no one was really prepared for that. Plus, they stopped selling everything. 
<laughs> they stopped. I mean, beer was hours ago, obviously. Hours but, ago, yeah. They, but, they but started coffee, putting those rules in where they quit Cokes. selling beer after the seventh inning stretch exactly. or something, right? Yeah. Popcorn. Like, you couldn't even get popcorn. And so we wound up going to a Gordon Biersch down the street yeah. and watching uh, the last few innings of the game and warmed up and had some garlic fries. But it was one of being painful. And they lost. Which uh, stunk even more. It was like, oh, oh my gosh, I know. all these hours for this. Oh, but, well, hey, Rick, this this is fun. But you know, we we want to hear from all our ACB friends and fans out there. So, uh, you know, let you know, let's have, open up the lines. Uh, I think you've got some rules that we want to go by here, Rick. And then, uh, you know, raise your hand, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us uh, your name and. Uh, your favorite adult beverage for the evening and your favorite sports story. So, Rick, have we got anybody who who uh, uh, who'd like to say hello? Yeah, to we do. Evening? We've got uh, phone number four three eight eight. You're up at bat. This is Mitch. Mitch Pomeranz. Hey. In 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 the new home of Mookie Betts. <laughs> Indeed. Or a home of Mookie Betts. Now there's, that's right. There's I, I am, Boston Red Sox fans out that's there. That's right. I'm, I've been a Dodger fan since they moved to L.A. in 58 because my dad was from Brooklyn. Mm. And uh, so I had to become a Dodger fan. I am, I am currently working on my second Sierra Nevada uh, Torpedo IPA. Very nice, very nice. And, and listening to you guys talk, uh, I'm, I've been a Dodger fan for all that time. And as Eric and Dan, I think, know, I'm a USC Trojan alum. So I've been a, a USC football fan since the early 60s. Uh, went to uh, many, many games uh, in my college days. And these days, uh, thanks to Donna's brother, uh, David and I go to three, four games a year as well. Mm. And my baseball memory, my aunt and uncle in 64 lived next door to Wes Parker. Oh, yeah, for the Dodgers, right? Yes. And uh, as a result of that relationship, in 64, um, I got to go down. I was 14. I got to go down to the dugout and uh, met uh, people like Gil Hodges and Frank Howard. Mm. Um Eric, you talked about uh, the wrestler, the pro wrestler. Uh, Gil Hodges had the biggest hands of any human being I have ever met since. He had gigantic, they were bigger than Frank Howard's hands. Wow. Wow. Um, So, and got to meet Maury Wills. And of course, in the late 80s, um, when we had a sports fanatics luncheon, it was at the L.A. convention, I think, I sat next to Maury Wills, and, and we reminisced, and I told him, hey, he actually hit a home run uh, in the game that I got to see, even though we lost. But uh, USC, the Dodgers, and then during football season, I've been playing fantasy football this year. I have been playing it for 40 years oh, in wow. a league where uh, we're all either current or retired L.A. City employees. And so I, uh, so I root for whatever team my fantasy quarterback is on. So, you know, that's my, that's my story. And uh, if there's a baseball season this year, I look forward to Mookie Betts uh, hitting uh, a walk-off home run against the Yankees and beating them in the World Series. Woo! That sounds good. That sounds good. good. Hey, yeah, Mitch. Thank you. And, and Absolutely. Parker. 
My, my yes, frame sir. of reference for, for Wes Parker is he appeared in an episode of the Brady Bunch. Yes, in the AstroTurf backyard. Indeed. And he took uh, Marsha out on a date. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Well, Wes Parker, Wes Parker uh, for many years after he retired, and he retired in his early 30s, he just got tired of the travel. And as I understand it, his family um, comes from money. So he didn't have to play, but for many, many years, and I never got to see him, but I know folks who did, Wes Parker would go and volunteer at the Braille Institute here in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. So oh, he wow. was very involved in, in, uh, in uh, speaking to and working with uh, folks who were blind and visually impaired. Very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, so, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Stay, stay, keep listening. Appreciate it. Indeed. That's Thank right. You. Fight on. All right. Fight All right. on. That's right. <laughs> okay. Phone number 8620. You're up. Hi there. Uh, Eric from Los Angeles. I am also a person who uh, loves USC, but it's basically uh, college baseball. Oh. And um, I also I'll like some her, Major right? League Baseball. Yeah. As for my um, as for my beverage of choice, I kind of like uh, Coors because uh, one of the things that I really like about that uh, mixing with the uh, alcohol and the uh, mountain spring water of Colorado. So that's uh, really really something. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about um, <clears throat> USC first and uh, then the Dodgers second. I'll go with USC because um, I live very close to uh, that campus. And one of the things that I like about USC is the camaraderie and, and the uh, closeness of the players. And uh, Dato Field, for those people who probably don't know, as one of the premier uh, college university stadiums, is <clears throat> right on the, um, near the center of campus. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of like your very small Dodger Stadium. And one of the things that I uh, really enjoyed doing when I was uh, over at USC would uh, ch uh, be checking out some of the baseball players. Well, one of the um, when Mark Pryor was at USC, I was there at every Friday night game, every Saturday and Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon game. Yeah. Well, Mark Pryor turned out to be a very, very good catch for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. And I, I, every single t chance I get for college baseball, and I hope that there will be um, a continuation of the college baseball season as well, um, I got a chance to talk to a few scouts who actually know me, and they actually remember me uh, going out to games when Mark Pryor was pitching, and that was very, very good. Now, turning on to baseball, I am also a person who likes Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. But for for those of uh, the purposes of discussion, I will uh, talk a little bit about Major League Baseball, and then on another time I'll talk a little Minor League Baseball. Um, Mitch mentioned uh, Wes Parker. I got a chance to check out a few Dodger games with Wes Parker, but I also have gone to Dodger games by myself. I can remember one particular game in particular 
the Dodgers were playing the Phillies, and at that time, um, it was very, very cold out there. It was probably about 55, 60 degrees here in Los Angeles. And it was a Tuesday night, and one of the um, ushers, um, we were all in the stadium, and it, it, it had at least two or three rain delays, and Kurt Schilling was pitching. And at that time, Kurt Schilling was very, very dominant for the Philadelphia Phillies. So anytime you could get a hit off of him, you really couldn't because the Phillies would just go ahead and bail him out. I really, really got annoyed at the way that Kurt Schilling was handling our Dodgers, and I had a few choice words, and the uh, the people told me, you better watch your mouth, you better watch your mouth. And I'm like, okay, I will, I will, because I, I didn't like Kurt Schilling at the time. Then the second rain delay came, and it was already 12.30 in the morning, and so this usher comes to me and says, you know, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You, you're, um, don't you have something that you're going to be doing? Don't you uh, know that, uh, what's going on? And I said, no, 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 I'm going to be staying. He's like, how late does your access services run? Uh, access services for those in Southern California is a paratransit company, and it runs 24 hours a day. So I said, no, I'm staying until this game is over. I don't play those uh, L.A. games. And so it was 1.30 in the morning. And the game finally ends, and the the person comes to me and is like, where's your ride? I'm like, it's going to be out there, the outfield wall, uh, lot five, okay? And I'm having myself a great time at the game. I'm eating peanuts. I'm getting uh, burgers and fries at the Carl's Jr. stand. And I'm having myself a ball, literally. Well, thank you, Eric. Thanks for sharing that story, and uh, thanks for being on uh, for being on uh, Let's Talk Sports tonight. And uh, keep on listening. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. No, no problem, Eric. No problem, Rick. All right. Have a good night. You too. I thought for sure Kurt Kurt Schilling was going to go over and hit him. The way you was the way you was talking. I've been there with quite a build up before, there. though. It's, it's, it's easy to get fired up in the moment. Yeah, I, I yeah. I had Phil Jackson from the uh, from the uh, Chicago Bulls turn around and, and threaten to hit me one night at a Magic game. So you, you, they they are listening to what you're saying sometimes. Yeah. yeah Mike. So what did you say, Dan? What were the magic words? Do you recall? <laughs> <laughs> well. They had a oh, what was the guy's name? Um, was it Caldwell Jones? Was he their center there for a while? For the um, uh, for the Bulls, uh, they had Will the Purdue. Bulls. They had Bill Winnington, yeah. Bill Cartwright. For poor, for poor uh, maybe that was Cartwright. And he had uh, the week before he had elbowed Olajuwon in the eye socket and, and injured him. I don't know if you remember that. So yeah. I just I just kept yelling. Cheap shot artist, cheap shot artist. Every time he'd run down the floor, and finally Phil Jackson turned around to me and said, "Shut up!" And I'm and the whole section just went ooh, and I went, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm overdoing it a little bit." But that was uh, he he was not happy. 
Dan Spoon Trash Targer. Wow. Oh, God. You know, I, I had front row seats for the Orlando Magic, and uh, I was literally three feet away from the opposing team's bench back in the day So when, when the Magic first got started. So those were some fun seats. I, I had to sit on the front row with my binoculars and sunglasses, uh, but... You know, I could I could kind of see make things out. Had my radio, you know, headset on, and uh, those were those were fun times. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, who we got next, Rick? <laughs> okay, we've got phone number four one six three. It's your turn. Hello, Dan and Eric. How are you guys tonight? <laughs> I'm good. I recognize the voice. <laughs> you recognize the voice. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. Leslie. <laughs> So my my teams are, of course, the Orlando Magic when I moved to Florida, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which we were season ticket holders, which was really, really fun in the day. Um, they you had, mean the proud, the proud uh, franchise that now has Tom Brady as the quarterback? Has Tom Brady that I might have to get season tickets again now. So <laughs> if I can talk my talk a person named Dan Spoon back into it. So. Ooh. <laughs> um, so that was fun. We did that for many years, which was a lot of fun. We went over with um, some of our friends and tailgated and went to the games. But I got to tell a real funny story real quick. Uh, Eric, you'll like this about Dan. It's it's pretty funny. So in Uh-oh. 1998, um, we had just got we had just been married one year, and we went to Chicago for the Foundation Fighting Blindness um, Convention, and we were staying at the Palmer House Palmer House Hilton. Yeah. And uh, the and second that, night, yeah, I thought you might like that. It's a cool hotel. It so is the very second cool. night, the second night, Dan says, I said, Dan, you think uh, we can maybe go to a Chicago Cubs game? He's like, all right, great, yeah. You did yeah. not have to ask me twice, Eric. I said, most certainly. <laughs> <laughs> so so we went and bought headphones at a little, little like, I guess, CBS or whatever store it was, like a Walgreens or whatever. So two radios, two portable radios. Remember back then when you had the portable radios? Yes. Yep. So, oh, yes. This is in the 90s, you know, so the portable yep. radios we get. And then uh, so we get our tickets. Now we're on the third deck. And this is when that other guy was just talking about um, Mark Pryor. And uh, what was the other guy's name? Sammy. No, Sosa? no, you're thinking about Mark, Mark McGuire Grace, and Sammy Sosa. It was Sammy the Sosa, Cubs yeah. versus the Cardinals in 90s. Yeah. That was the year when they were having the big home run race. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's against them. So it's really cool. So we get tickets. We're on the third deck. So Dan says, um, I need to go, um, you know, go, you know, do something real quickly, and uh, I'll be right back. And I said, okay, great. So these guys behind us, they're like, oh, um, so your friend's gone. Uh, would you like some adult beverages? And I'm like, sure, that'd be great. You know, so. Um, <laughs> the the buzzkill yeah. left. <laughs> would, you like a, <laughs> would you like a beer? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so Dan goes back. Dan goes back, and he he says, "I've got four beers," and he says, "Where'd you get all those?" And I said, "The guys behind me, um, when you went to go do your errand, you know, they bought some beers." They each so then, bought her a. They each bought her a beer. They were really unhappy to see me come back. They were, they were very unhappy to see him That's come hilarious. back. But, but when when Dan went to go do his errand. His the ball from Sammy Sosa. We were on the third deck. The ball grazed his head. And Dan, I don't know if anybody knows this, but Dan has no hair. So, <laughs> and and he barely he has no hair now because you know it's it's a stressful times, you know. But but yeah, <laughs> Indeed, but back yeah. then 
<laughs> back then he had a little hair. So like when he came back, I said, did the ball graze your head? <laughs> it, it did. It actually, it actually nipped my ear as it flew by, and everybody in the section went, woo. Of course, I didn't oh. see it. You know, I'm just, you know. But, um, but that, that was, was cool. Funny. And, and you know what else was really fun about that game? We were listening to the game on the radio with Pat Hughes and Ron Santo. And, it, and I guess Chicago does this every year, but on uh, Lake Michigan, the Navy Pier, they were having – uh, an air show, you know, uh, yes, air, you know, like a big airplane yep, stuff. It's a big air and, show, yeah. And about yeah. the fourth inning, one of these planes literally buzzed Wrigley Field. I mean, it went, <laughs> and Ron Sano on the radio said, "Holy <laughs> bleep!" <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, we Leslie, and I, I mean, it was, it's, it's. Oh, it was scary. I mean, but, yeah, I, was, I remember yeah. that about the game. And the yeah. fact that the Cubs won, and we went to something called Murphy's. Murphy's. Little Cubby. Oh, Murphy's. Little Cubby. Yeah. Murphy's Little yeah. Cubby. Yeah. yeah, and we went to the little the Cubby, Cubby Bear Lounge Cubby Bear. before the game and Murphy's after the game. And Let me tell you, Eric, we had much better low vision back then. We missed that. <laughs> So, you guys enjoy. Thanks, thanks for thanks for sharing a wonderful time tonight. We appreciate oh, it. Thanks so much, Leslie. Thanks, Leslie. Yeah. Bye. So, uh, right. my, my dad and brother-in-law and I uh, still dad, to this day get together day. and go to two Cubs games a year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we go um, and uh, usually go ahead of the game and go to one of these fine establishments in Wrigleyville, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Cubby Bear Murphy's actually that whole area has just exploded. It's, it's, it's really cool. There's a hotel over across from the, from Wrigley now as well. And mm-hmm. it's a Marriott of some sort. Um, and just, it is, it is so fun in the summertime. We've we've gotten it right now. We've got the right right time that we're doing it. You're not the going June, in the middle July. of the cold weather now. No, yeah, no, no more chattering teeth and you know wearing winter coats and hoping that wait till the you know, ivy the, comes out. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's it's um man, it's it's a good time. And we uh, we actually spent some time on Navy Pier uh, last summer when we went and met up. So. Yeah, good times. Uh, very, very good. Rick, who we got next? Yeah, we got Rebecca. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wonder who that I, is. I, Hi, I have no idea. Hello. I'm also having a Corona with Lyme. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Save one and for Eric. Yeah. That's, that's, I know. I was heading down to get one, and then I, I got a note that I was unmuted, and I was like, I better run away. Um <laughs> Okay, so real quick, I have a question for you guys, but I wanted to share just a couple things. So I, I am a, I'm from Indiana, the home mm. of basketball, uh, and I, so I grew up in Indiana Hoosiers fan, but I grew up in Purdue country. So Purdue is IU's biggest rival, and it doesn't really matter as much anymore um, now that well, IU stinks. Now that Indiana but, isn't very good. Honey. They're pretty yeah, bad. That, now that Bobby Knight has left and uh, <laughs> yes, Indiana's the, so good anymore, that's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, Bobby Knight, please come back. Actually, that probably wouldn't be good now. But anyway, uh, the poor guy. But uh, 
Yeah, so many, many of glory days there, but uh, a couple of my, I'm, so I'm an Indiana Hoosiers fan, I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan, mm-hmm. um, and of course, I liked the Pacers as well growing up, so we always lost to the Bulls every year. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and Reggie uh, sure Miller was do. good. Reggie yes. Miller was so good, yeah. Yes, the Davis kids, and now one of the Davis kids from the Pacers plays for IU now, but anyway. Um, Is it Antonio or Dale's kid? Uh, I think it's Dale, but don't quote okay. me on that. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but he's got two last names. Um, Trace Jackson Davis. But anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and so, you know, Eric and I have had some interesting moments over sports because, of course, you know, I became a Nationals fan as well. I didn't really have a baseball team growing up because my dad didn't watch a whole lot of baseball. He was – my dad was one of those – what I would call a bandwagon sports fan because growing oh. when he was growing up, you know, they showed the Alabama Crimson Tide, the Oklahoma Sooners, the New York Yankees on TV, right? So that's yep. kind of who he liked. Okay. Um, and I don't really care about any of those um, somehow. But so I've had, you know, Eric and I have had some, some fun moments over the years when um, – we, you know, when uh, the Colts, when we were just in, we were, we were engaged, we were getting ready to buy our first home. And uh, our, you know, my Colts and his Bears clashed in the Super Bowl. So, oh, that that's was, right. Yeah. That was a test of, uh, of our relationship, but it was a lot of fun. And of course, my team won. Of so course, it was fun for you. <laughs> of course, it was fun. You're t- <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and some of oh. my other, some of my other fun sports moments were um, going to an IU Purdue game at Purdue and mm. heckling the tons of Purdue fans nearby and embarrassing the girlfriend that I went with, which I felt kind of bad about. But she's not a real sports fan. She just didn't really, yeah. So we aren't like uh, aren't yeah. like road college sports <laughs> games like the most fun ever, especially oh, when your yes. team wins. It is oh, we like we awesome. butchered them by twenty or something. Oh yeah, it was you're, you're awesome. like you know, like almost everybody <laughs> in the stadium is rooting against you and your team yes. winning. It's just it was, awesome. Yeah, it was. So I was heckling all those you know kids I went to school with because uh-huh. I went to school at Purdue at the time, and um, I was also at. Uh, this year's uh, NLCS Game 4 when the Nats clinched to go to the World Series. So that was really very cool. Um, I, I went with a girlfriend of mine. You went to that game and Eric stayed home and babysat. Is that right? That is correct. Um, so Good the job, game, Eric. Well, the game he spoke <laughs> about earlier, I was home with a, th- with a, you know, a, a newborn. So mm-hmm. I, So this was my turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just it, happened it to was, go to- it was. It was, it was, and it, so that was, those are just some of my fun sports moments. And obviously being, you know, I've become a Caps fan, uh, you know, out here many years before they won the Stanley Cup, but we've, we've been on a roll. Um, but I, I did have a question for you guys. Um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about, you know, those of us who. The stimulus? You want to know about the no, stimulus? No, no, oh, please. Thank God. no. Oh, no. We're not okay. talking about that. <laughs> please don't talk about the stimulus. I miss sports so much and I'm sure. Yeah. All of all of you do too, who are listening, and yeah. so thank you for doing this. Um, but yeah, Eric, I think I will say real quick that I think Eric, he, he, I think he was impressed by my sports knowledge when we when we met. I think he was. I there there aren't a lot of, like I don't know, maybe 
maybe there are a lot of women who have a lot of sports knowledge, but I'm I have quite a bit. And you want, you want some shine, honey? To yeah. Watch sports no, games. absolutely. No, no. I just I love sports. <laughs> I miss it. You know, I'd rather yeah. watch a basketball game. Well, a college basketball game than than a movie. Like that's just how I roll. Oh yeah, um, and, and I and I and I want know what you mean, Leslie. The last two years, she has made the playoffs with our fantasy in our fantasy baseball league, and I have I not. So I, I I I hear about that on a pretty regular fantasy basis. baseball. That is dedication. <laughs> yeah, that, that is pretty intense. It is that's yeah. significant. But I, yeah. I did have a question for you guys. So, you know, a lot of us listen to sports on the radio. And, um, you know, I know that being the teams I'm a fan of, I've had the pleasure of, you know, not all of them are good, but I've had the pleasure of listening to some really excellent um, announcers. So I'd love for you guys to talk about who do you think is the best in the business? So in terms of the radio announcers uh, in sports and, you know, whether they're, you know, on your team or not. But, you know, thank you for taking my question and thank you for uh, for doing this. This is fun. Will you take the answer off air? I, I sure will. I'm going to mute so I don't like, you know, right. so I can get another drink. And I'm just teasing. You can get swear. another Corona. That's right. That's, yeah. that's right. Premium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Premier. Yes. Well, uh, I'll go first and then I'll let Eric go. And I, mine is more just just a person I was in awe of for, for just years and years and years and decades and decades. And, I, and I'm not a... I'm not a, a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, but Vince Scully. Oh my goodness! Yes, is just the yes. most amazing radio announcer. I mean, I somehow you know the Dodgers could be losing fourteen to two, and if Vince Scully was calling the game, it was still interesting. I mean, the plethora of knowledge that that guy had. I mean, and he did it by himself, solo for years. You know, what? 50, 60 years. I mean, it was absolutely incredible how long the man did that. I think up until he was like 87, 88 years old. I think and just within the last two years, right? He, um, he just has recently retired. Yeah. And uh, if you ever get a chance to go back and listen to Vince Scully, he's just absolutely uh, phenomenal. Uh, but, yeah. He, um, he told a story during a game uh, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago about Madison Bumgarner, the great pitcher from the Giants, and about mm-hmm. how he liked to go out and hunt and stuff. And mm-hmm. I forget exactly how the, how the whole thing worked, but he talked about how Bumgarner killed a snake Wow. And well, he's, he, a farm, um, he's a good old country farm yeah. boy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But he yeah. killed a snake, chopped the snake's head off or something like that, and then <laughs> revealed what the snake had eaten, which was like a bunny rabbit. But, I mean, wow. Dan, th- this happened during a baseball game. <laughs> during a baseball game. He's telling it in yeah. between pitches. That's a little outside. Indeed. Now, back oh, yeah. to Madison. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, like, the guy is just didn't miss a absolutely beat. incredible. Yeah, it, yeah. And by him solo, just absolutely fantastic. So how about yourself? Yeah. Who... Uh, who kind of uh, was somebody that you uh, really, uh, uh, you know, uh, listened to a lot? So I would say for me, you know, I grew up with Harry Carey. And Harry Carey, I would not designate him as a great announcer per se, uh, mm-hmm. but a trem- 
tremendous personality, you know, somebody that really, uh, you know, you could hear the, the bottle tops coming off the, the Budweiser's during the games um, on the microphone. Um, I actually have a holy cow lapel pin that I got at Harry Carey's restaurant. He, I used to listen to him on, uh, what is it, WGN. When I yes. had my pizza place, there'd be nothing to do at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 1 o'clock Chicago time, but 2 o'clock Orlando time. And I would get all my work done, and I would I would sit there on the counter and listen to Harry Carey and Steve Stone. It was it was great. Yeah, yeah. Steve Stone was tremendous, and I think yep. he still is doing. He's still uh, doing White, with the White Sox. White Sox yeah. TV games with uh, he did them with Hawk Harrelson up until a year or so yeah. ago. Yeah, that was a guy that really annoyed me. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I. I I really have enjoyed listening to Pat Hughes call uh, Cubs games on the radio um, mm-hmm. with uh, with Ron Santo and now with uh, uh, Ron Coomer. Uh, but but the, the time that he was with Ron Santo, which was probably the first 15 years or so that Pat was there, mm-hmm. um, were some of the most fun and interesting times. Pat Hughes can he can carry a game. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a rain delay, whether it's, you know, extended pitching changes and, you know, double switches and just long lags in baseball games, which are Mm -hmm. known to happen. Um, he can, he's like a raconteur. He can, he can tell a story. He can keep your, hold your attention, keep you in the game. And uh, he's got a great voice, you know, he's got a, uh-huh. a wonderful voice. But th- there's one other guy, and it's fascinating how these sports sort of collide given the various seasons. So mm-hmm. Joe Beninati is the Capitals' TV play-by-play guy, and he's absolutely yep. one of the best play-by-play people you will, you will hear in any yep. sport. Right. But before the hockey season – uh, Joe Beninati works, has done work for the last five years with Big Ten Network to call mm-hmm. uh, non-conference football games. Yeah. And he called a game in 2015 that Iowa won on a last-second 57-yard field goal. Okay. And he, listening to him call that field goal and listening mm-hmm. him listening to him call, like, an Ovechkin goal, mm-hmm. it was like, like all these worlds colliding, you know, I was like, Oh my yeah. goodness. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, they, they're Crazy they're cool. so, they like, they, they live in your living room. You know, I, um, uh, of course, Gator fan, you know, I listened to all the Otis Boggs and David Steele and now, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 well, gosh, I can't believe I can't Mick, think uh, Nick, Nick Huber. Yeah. Mick yeah. yeah, Mick Huber. And and just unbelievable. But I tell you, the guy that also is absolutely fantastic, if you ever get a chance to listen to him, he does the Florida State games and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers games, Gene Deckerhoff. And mm-hmm. he he is really great. Uh, you know, of course, you know, for FSU, he does football, basketball, baseball. They've got to really be versatile to be a college uh, announcer. And then he also does the Tampa Bay games that – and I'm always amazed at that. You know, the Bucks will be playing, uh, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, and the next, you know, and the day before, um, 
you know, FSU is playing at Boston College, and somehow he's at both of those games. He never misses. How, how do they not miss games? That, I that's don't know the how they do thing. it. It's it's just absolutely incredible. Because but. the Steelers radio announcer also calls pit games and has mm-hmm. for years and years. Same deal. Yep. It's like yep. crazy. And there was a Georgia announcer named Larry Munson that did the Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Falcons. That oh my God, was he incredible? He was absolutely incredible. Well, hey, Rick, have we anybody else out there with their hand up? Yeah, we do, Dan. We've got Carl. Carl. I wonder if that's Carl Richardson from uh, Boston, Mass. So, hello, everybody. Um, it is. Carl. I've got a lot being from Boston and being spoiled because we won all four major championships. And so I've got a lot of great memories. And I've been, Well, Carl, my, it was really nice talking to you, buddy. Have a good evening. Yeah. Yeah, but, don't gloat or anything, favorite, Carl. My favorite. <laughs> hey, I went through Billy Buckner dropping the ball. I, we we had our fair share. I I uh, my favorite sport is baseball, and I've been to a lot of great games. In fact, I went to the game the night after, the day after Dan and Leslie did in Chicago. We saw mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa hit sixty three and sixty four because I was at that same conference. Oh but, wow! Yeah, but the memory. I have is the one I don't have. Back in 2004, in game four of the ACLS, the Red Sox and the Yankees, a friend of mine called me up and said, I got tickets. Do you want to go? And I said, yes. And then I get mm-hmm. off the phone, and my wife said, don't you remember you promised to go to a play with me and my mother tonight? And I was like, oh, no. And I was, I was like, honey, you're not going to make me go, right? And she's like, yeah, you promised. So I called my buddy back. And I said, I can't go. And that was the game where Dave Roberts stole second base and changed history. And the Red uh-huh. Sox went to win the World Series. So my wife will owe me till the day she dies. No! <laughs> mm, wow. Hopefully Megan's not listening tonight. Uh, you'll get yourself no, in trouble. She but, she but you know, Carl, I have to tell you, you, you were a really good husband. You should be very proud of yourself, but... Uh, you know, I don't know if I could have given up uh, World. Uh, I don't know if I could have given up uh, ACLS uh, playoff tickets against the Yankees. Whew. Of course, they were down three zero. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> unlike Rebecca and Leslie, she's not a sports fan. So when I say to her, "You owe me," she doesn't seem to appreciate that. <laughs> well, and I'm drinking great. bath ale. And I'm bath ale, oh, very nice. Good man. Very nice. Yeah, None of and, this uh, crap. Carl, uh, <laughs> Carl, you know, how do you feel about the Patriot dynasty being over and in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the the team of the uh, the 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 two thousand and twenties? Carl, are you still there? Well, no, you I'm thinking. Oh, there you <laughs> <He's> thinking. <laughs> so, first of all, I, I I have all the respect in the world for Tom Brady, and I think if he wanted to move on, he he should, and I don't begrudge him, and. He, he gave us 20 amazing years and six Super Bowls, and uh, uh, it was great for the team. I'm looking forward to seeing how Bill Belichick coaches with, without him. I mean, mm. I mean, I don't want to go back to the days of back to the days when we were in Sullivan Stadium and playing two and fourteen. But but I'm looking forward to seeing what Bill Belichick can do without him and rebuild him the team. We had Very some amazing good. years, and we were spoiled. Well, you, you congratulations on a on a great you, you, decade. It plus. wasn't it wasn't some amazing years. It was like a couple decades. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny that, that it's funny yeah. the the team that's been the worst through this is the Boston Celtics, and they were the they were the franchise in Boston for for you know long long time for decades there with sixties through the with 80s, Red Arback yeah. and everybody. Yeah, they were incredible. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, in the eighties, you had Burl, Larry Bird, Bird McHale, and Parrish, and and. You know, yeah, you're right. So we've been, we've been very spoiled because all four of us. But um, I, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say. I just wanted to share in my misery of not going to game four of the ACLS in 2004. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, thanks, Carl. Enjoy your bath. Yeah. And uh, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Hey, hey Carl, well, l- listen tomorrow night for your audio description. Uh uh, town right. hall. That'll be great. Cross yeah. promotion. Yeah. yeah, he'll be drinking yeah. bass ale then too. I think he'll be drinking bass ale. Yeah. <laughs> Five eight two nine. You're next. Yes. Hi. This is Peter Altschul from Columbia, Missouri, and uh, a, a Yankees fan. I understand. <laughs> yes. yes. Absolutely. I'm glad you read your email. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I do have a comment beyond that, and that is anybody who uses that song. That the Washington Cap, uh, Washington, uh, what is it? Nats used Nash. for the uh, Nationals deserves to be uh, quarantined or something. I mean, that is <laughs> the worst song ever. But I, I do appreciate that, that that the Nationals did beat the Astros, who are not known for their, uh, their ethics. That's not a high priority for the Astros these days. But I digress. Uh, the story I want to tell uh, has to do with I'm an East Coast guy and. Um, as I said, uh, I, I, a relentless hater of the Yankees. And most of my uh, sports beyond the Yankees fall, fall sort of along New York and Boston sports. But um, in 2007, I moved out to Missouri to get married. And my wife, whose name is Lisa, uh, is a huge University of Missouri football fan. And I didn't much care about Miss University of Missouri football. You know, I mean, I, nothing against them, but, you know, we, we didn't pay attention to football uh, on the East Coast, especially uh, University of Missouri, who, wasn't, who weren't very good. You know, we talked about Oklahoma right. and Nebraska. Anyway, so she and I went to uh, uh, Missouri uh, against some ridiculously bad football team. I can't remember who it was. I think the University of Buffalo or some ridiculous uh, team. Mm-hmm. So we went alone. And it was one of those days where uh, it was it was very humid, and we get these tropical downpours at weird moments, you know. So it wasn't raining all the time, but it was, you know, when it rained, it poured. So um, we were walking to the stadium, and the guy gave me the worst beer I've ever had, which is a Bush Light. Uh, he was trying to get rid of it, I suspect. Um, but so was I drank it cold, my- at least? I, I used to drink a lot of that in college, you know. Oh, well, I, I, I from Bush Lad, Natural like Light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, for me, it was, for me, it was more Budweiser and stuff like that in college. Um, <laughs> but but, but, but that was like yeah. worst, the worst beer ever. But it didn't matter. It was one of those days. Anyway, so we, we get to the game in Missouri, you know, winning 21 nothing at halftime. And we go and we, you know, Lisa and I went to the, you know, get some French fries and a beer for halftime and come back. And at the end of the third quarter, Missouri was up something like 59 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was pouring rain. And I said, Lisa, all right, okay, Missouri's winning 59 nothing. Let's go home. Yeah, it's like, come on. She said, no, no, I, I want Missouri to win 70 to nothing. I'm not going until they score 70 points. <laughs> and she explained to me later that the issue was they had been so bad for so long that 
she wanted to revel in the in the victories. And, and Missouri back then actually got quite good. You know, they yeah, won. Uh, they came close to winning the Big Twelve for a couple of years, and actually, I think, ended up in the top five nationally one year around that time. I can't remember the year, but I've always remembered, you know, driving rainstorm, Missouri's up 59 to nothing. And my wife doesn't want to go home because she wants Missouri to win 70 to nothing. And so that's my, that's my, that's my story. That's a good story. So Peter, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm always politically correct. We all know that about me. So I am drinking um, a Budweiser since I am in the state of Missouri. Um, so um, I actually uh, I, I'm more of a pale ale kind of guy, but I don't have no pale ales in my refrigerator at the moment, so I got to do something about that. Um, I also want to say one IPA thing. Guy. Yeah, 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 I'm an IPA guy too. Um, I, I do want to say one thing about my, my the sports announcers thing, um, mm-hmm. if that's okay. And sure. what I want to say is, I find now more than growing up, I want unbiased. Coverage. I'm totally blind. I can't see anything. So I want to. I you know. I, I don't like rooting. I don't like rooter announcers. You know who who you know mm-hmm. who always trash the refs when the home team gets gets called. Right. And so I am very much a, a fan of ESPN radio sports broadcasters. All of them. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You know whether it be baseball or college football or college basketball or NBA. I think they're all really terrific. And. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all interesting and entertaining and, 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 and pretty unbiased. I mean, you can make an argument about certain things. You know, I will uh, share one story about this, and that is I was listening to a, a random college game on Sirius XM that um, uh, Bob Valvano was the, was the color guy. And in the middle of the game, he said something along the lines of, oh, uh, I can't believe this. Uh, you know, the, this Utah Jazz guy in Vancouver just was, got – is being diagnosed with 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 the virus, and they're mm-hmm. they're canceling the NBA season, and that just totally turned everything. As we all know, it all turned everything around the sports world. But yeah. the way he sort of talked about it, with sort of passion and with sadness and with sort of bewilderment, which of course is exactly how I feel about it, was just was just a wonderful thing, and just you know, it, it just helped in some weird way me to bond with all the other sports fans that are out there. He just did a really good job of sort of being you know sort of. Take, take, you know, sort of describing the atmosphere, and I will always remember that and appreciate it. Now, cool. yeah, I agree with you, Peter. Do you do you listen to Westwood One? I think they do a great job too. They do. They do a good job too. I, I um, they do a good job too. I, I just I'm more of an ESPN radio guy, but I listen to Westwood One football calls, and uh, yeah, they're they're good too. Um, uh, you know, uh, I think all of them are do do really well. Sometimes they 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 get too uh, white bread. Sometimes that, that's hard. They, their voices are sort of uniform and stuff. Yeah. You know when he when so when he compared to Deckerhoff, for example, who I like, uh, or uh, the Kansas City Chiefs guy whose name I can't remember. Who Mitch Holtis. Yeah. Mitch Holtis. Yeah. Amazing. Who's also really good. Has this really yeah. unique voice. Yeah. And the guy yeah. Mike Kelly who does the Missouri games um, is really good too. So this, these voice. unique voices and Johnny Most yeah. too, the old Boston Celtics guy. Who was too much, way too much for Homer for me, but which had this great voice. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't want to talk forever, but I, I am, you know, I am very grateful to the folks on ESPN Radio and and Westwood One too. Thank you for reminding me yeah. of that. You know, we I, really do a really I, good job. I'm a fan of John Shambi, um, who I think used to call yeah, Marlins yeah. games, didn't he, Dan? And he's you know yeah. been calling games on ESPN Radio. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, baseball games, I think, primarily for a long time. And uh, Kevin Kugler, um, who 
is the oh, main he, he, he's uh, really basketball good. Yeah. person on Westwood <laughs> One. Yep. Yeah. He's he does a lot with, um, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I'm forgetting his name, but the, uh, um, the quarterback for the, for the Rams, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's good. The too. Monday Night Kurt Football. Warner. Yeah. He's yeah. very good too. Yeah. Um, and then there's a guy. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah. Warner. Then there's a guy from Canada. His name I can't remember. Dan Schultz or something like Schultz or something. Dan oh, Schulman. he does the Toronto Schulman. Blue Jay games, and then he does yeah. the. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very good too. Um, really good. Anyway, I'm just very grateful for ESPN Radio primarily, and, and and as you said, the Westwood One. But I listen to a lot of so. I'm grateful for those, all those announcers, uh, every single one of them, basically. I like a lot and hope they continue doing a good job because that, that's, that's where I get most of my sports. Even when I can get the game locally, like the St. Louis coverage or the Kansas City coverage or whatever, I always default to the ESPN coverage because I just think it's less biased and more, um, you know, more, more neutral and more focused. So Very that's good. my take on that subject. Well, hey, thanks, awesome. Peter. Cheers, and uh, thanks yeah, for thank calling you. in. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for this great show you guys are doing. I hope you hope you repeat it. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for yeah. thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. So thanks. Have a good evening. Yep. You too. Okay. One seven three two. You're not. You're up. Hi. Uh, my favorite broadcaster was Vince Scully. Ooh, yeah. And um, I like. Who is this, by the way? Uh, this is Burl Colley. Pearl Collie, what are you what are you what are you drinking tonight, Mister Collie? Coke Zero. Coke Zero <laughs> sounds good. Very, very good. Very good. That feeling. Enjoying that better than 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 Diet Coke, are you? You're right. <laughs> good to hear you, Pearl. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's that's uh, my favorite baseball announcer. Um, not big. I was big on the Sonics, but uh, they died. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Oklahoma, which is... they went. To, are, are you following those Oklahoma City games now? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, but you 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 had an absolutely fabulous um, uh, uh, Seattle Mariners announcer that got um, inducted. Into the, yes, he. Boy, I used to, uh, you know, I uh, would, would get the uh, baseball package and listen to him late at night. Oh man, he he was good. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he up and died on us. Yeah, him so. and um, I, I'm a big fan of Dave Sims. I think he calls your TV games right for the Mariners, Pearl. He or does at least he some did. radio, some TV. Yeah. I, I like him too. Yeah, he was a Westwood One guy for many years, and. Mm-hmm. Knows how to call yeah, he right was. Now. Yeah, and uh, he's he's just horrible. good. He's horrible. He's horrible. Denise doesn't <laughs> like him. Apparently not. Like him. I, I hear. I hear. Oh, I hear a coach in the background there, Burl. <laughs> yeah, she's she's listening in. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about anyway, how about college? Who are you a are you a Washington or a Washington State fan? Washington State. Of course, Zoogs. but I'll go with Washington if the if the Cougars are playing, and I like Oregon too. Mm. Now, are you a Gonzaga fan? Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. so you're you're sad that the that that we didn't get to watch March Madness this year, huh? I thought it was going to be a chance to get number one, but 
it's happened. Mm, yeah. So that's too bad. Yep. And now, uh, and then, uh, so you are you a Seahawks fan as well? Oh yes. Russell yes. Wilson, the twelfth man. Are you standing up out there in Seattle? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, they were. Uh, so, have have, we're both, Seahawks, uh, have Seahawks fans gotten over that? Uh, I know we just heard from a Boston, uh, a New England Patriots fan. Ha, have the Seahawks recovered from that uh, that interception on first and goal? Sure, the call. With, uh, you know. Oh boy! Yeah, wreck the that call. Was, that was tough. That 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 oh. was the call that didn't go well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we are big uh, University of Washington softball fans. Oh, okay. How are they doing? Have they made it uh, to the World Series lately, College World Series? Yeah, they did. Uh, they have been for the last few years, but uh, they were ranked number two when they scrapped the season this year. So. Oh, geez. So, oh, man, Burl, what got you into softball? Just curious. It's cool. I got to following, um, well, Oregon had such good teams for years and got to following them, and then the University of Washington did well, and and so it just got to to be part of our lives in the spring. Mm -hmm. And Oregon has had some pretty good baseball teams as well, haven't they? No. Is that Oregon State? Oregon State has. Hey, Oregon yeah. State, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. They had a guy, one of my favorite names in baseball, Dan, Darwin yeah. Barney. <laughs> Who? Played at Oregon Darwin? State. Oh, yeah. Darwin Barney. He, he played Darwin for the Cubs. Barney. He was a yeah, second baseman, second base. right? Indeed, yeah. 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 Well, if he played for the Cubs, I probably didn't follow him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pearl. <laughs> Thanks, Pearl. <laughs> hey, thank, thanks for calling in and, and, and tell Denise don't be shy. You know, you know, speak up. Tell her to, 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 to you yeah. know, don't, don't, don't be reserved in the background there. Yeah. <laughs> don't pick on my cup. <laughs> All right. You have a good. Love hey. you guys. Have a good night. Appreciate the call, guys. All right. Bye, Pearl. Okay, Paul. You're up next. Hello, Paul. Well, good evening. This is Paul D'Addario in Arlington, Virginia, just a couple miles from Eric's house. What are you drinking tonight, Um, Paul? Well, believe it or not, um, I had some ice-cold coconut water, and that's it. (laughs) Coconut water? Now, do you actually extract it from the coconut, or do you go and buy coconut water? Uh, no, I've I've already. Well, it depends. If, I, if I've had a few beers, I, I try to extract it from the coconut. So, well, I got I got Paul. I, I got to tell you this story because we had a we had a gentleman, uh, one of our contractors, when I worked at, at Siemens, and he was like one of these health guys, and that's a good thing. And he he lived in South Florida, and he would drive up to Orlando. Uh, every Monday for work. So he started bringing up coconuts, and he would cut holes in these coconuts, and people, you know, 
he'd bring everybody a straw, and, and, and it was the funniest thing. People, there'd be 15 people at work <clears throat> sucking out of a coconut on their desk. And so <laughs> it gets more popular and more popular. And so, like, the third or fourth weekend, he brings this whole huge box of coconuts to the office, and all of a sudden, we have this alert, a terrorist alert, and everybody has to evacuate the building. <laughs> and so uh, his name was Jaime. And so Jaime gets all worried because he thinks that we've had to evacuate the building because people are worried about his coconuts. So he goes up to the police officer and says, sir, I want to apologize. I'm the one who brought the big box of coconuts, you know, thinking they're bombs or something. And the guy says, sir, we don't care anything about your coconuts. There's been an oil spill in the hallway, and we want to get everybody out of the building before somebody gets you. But he had already confessed to bringing the coconuts. <laughs> so, so, Paul, sorry, I, you, I, I well, confess that, uh, I only had but, one. But we enjoy your coconut water, so please Paul, continue you, with your you, story. Well, yeah, I, when you let I us have know only that, one, uh, that you had coconut water, um, did you envision that there would be some sort of corollary that one of us could have come up with to talk about coconut? Uh, no, I, I honestly <laughs> didn't envision that at all. I guess I was going <laughs> to confess. I, I have okay. I have one cold beer left in my refrigerator, and. I, and, Which I'll probably immediately after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, um, Paul. I'm sorry. Could, uh, uh, this might not be quite as funny as Dan, as Dan's story. No, this, this is going to be. Um, you were talking about Vince Scully earlier and, and announcers. And John Miller, uh, who used to announce baseball for the Oakland team and then Baltimore Orioles for many years. And ESPN, oh, he and was now great with the Orioles. With yeah. the Giants. But one thing about John Miller, he does an outstanding imitation of Vin Scully announcing in Japanese. If you've never heard that, I, I, I hope you can. Oh I hope you can find it on the internet somewhere. It, it is absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I will um, begin just a just a couple of quick baseball stories. I grew up in a town called Cortland, New York, which is not far from Syracuse. And I had uh, six, uh, seven brothers, and um, three of them were Yankee fans. And my first memory of life was uh, I was in first grade and uh, a month short of my sixth birthday, and we ran home or ran to a kid's house who lived near the school with my older brother and watched the seventh game of the 1960 World Series. And we got there just in time to see Bill Mazeroski hit the greatest home run in the history of baseball. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Beat the Yankees yeah. in game seven. And, of course, my brother, who was with me at the time, was a Yankee fan and still is to this day. So that's <laughs> sort of my first memory of life is the Pirates uh -huh. winning oh, the 60 yeah. World Series. Um, and uh, then, um, uh, amazingly enough, a couple of years later, uh, my dad drove a couple of my brothers and I to Pittsburgh, and I was uh, – this was 1963, so I was not quite nine years old, and I got to shake Roberto Clemente's hand. Um, oh which wow! Is, yeah. is 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 as big a memory as you can imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. I 
I went to college in Boston, and Carl will like this. I, um, I could see well enough at the time to work at a liquor store, and it was a liquor store right in Kenmore Square, which if anybody who's been to Fenway Park knows that's right around the corner from Fenway. Mm. And I, I had the liquor store the day of the Bucky Dent home run, <laughs> Ooh. that playoff game against the Yankees. There were probably a was, lot of people stopping for memorable. supplies after that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was all, all day long. They, they had told me, you know, the, the guy who was working there said, um, now there's going to be a playoff game tomorrow, and, and, and I couldn't go to the game, you know, that I, my friends could have got me a ticket because it's not like they had tickets available for the, uh, sold out for the game because they didn't mm. know there was going to be a playoff game. So yeah. he, he calls me up at 9 in the morning. He said they're already lined up outside. <laughs> the game was 1 or 3 o'clock. I can't remember which. So I was working in the liquor store, and people were – during the game, it was – quite quiet um and so the the boss says to me this lady down the street wants you know delivery so i walk into her house with whatever she wanted and bucky just as bucky Dent hit the home run so i got to watch the the replay of bucky Dent's home run because <laughs> that was um quite memorable and then in 1983 i was fortunate to be able to go to all five games of the world series that the orioles beat the phillies four games to one Ooh. So those those are just a few. I hope I remembered all of them. Wow. And um, I guess another memory of announcers, I was fortunate to have um, met Bob Costas once and um, and follow, he, he spoke at a Smithsonian Institute uh, program. Mm -hmm. And so we chatted a quick bit, and then I wrote him a, a nice long letter. And he said, well, if you're in St. you know, perfunctory comment, if you're in St. Louis, you know, give me a call and all that. So I did. I had to go there. I was working yeah. at a convention. Yeah. And, uh, and and he called me back, and we actually met for coffee, and he, you know, took about half an hour out of his day, and, and we chatted. And um, so those oh, are just fantastic. some baseball memories. That's, that's so a cool, fantastic Paul. story. That that means a lot. So so Bob Costa, was, he was willing to, to just just a fan, Come, uh, yeah. come meet with you and spend a half hour. That's and he told that, me he said the, you know I, I I had written him a letter you know like four or five page letter just talking about baseball stuff you know mm -hmm. easy mm -hmm. for all of us to do really yeah. and he wrote back and and uh, and then when we, when we talked you know that he said um, you know I, I keep a, a folder of letters that people have sent me over the years and a few of them that you know and he said yours. I'll add yours to the folder, and then we met at a coffee shop outside St. Louis. And uh, in fact, it was the year the McGuire and Sosa were, you know, doing their thing. And ninety-eight our, there, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, my my association happened to have a, a conference in St. Louis, and so um, so he was, you know, he agreed to meet with me, and we had a nice actually again about a half hour chat. So that was quite quite a bit of fun. I I don't know if I could get him to come to the sports fanatic lunch. At mm -hmm. the ACB convention, but um, <laughs> but no, he was he he was uh, nothing short of uh, uh, just magnanimous, and uh, you know, spent uh, he he went out of his way to be just a, a great guy. <laughs> in fact, uh, I took a cab to get to this someplace we met way out in the suburbs, and uh, I bought one of those uh, a little portable camera, you know, the disposable cameras yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, like a Kodak. And so the cab driver came to pick there. me yeah. up. And and so he, he couldn't quite figure out how to do the camera. So 
So Bob, here's Bob constantly <laughs> showing the guy how to, uh, you know, work the cameras so we can take a picture of us. <laughs> that was, uh, that was get a Polaroid. Yeah, and he did it apparently. I, I can't. I've, I've, I've never, of course, seen the picture, but uh, my wife tells me the picture came out just fine. So, uh, great story. That's an awesome All story. That, yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for calling in. Enjoy your coconut. Oh, if you water. wish, I could give you one. Can I give you one more? Most certainly. Go ahead. Yeah. Cub story for for Eric's benefit. My my wife and kids. We we took a couple of road trips, and one year we were in Wrigley Field on July third, uh, and it was so cold they sold out of sweatshirts at the game. Um, yes, <laughs> it was I am freezing. familiar it was with July third. It. it was a day game. Oh yeah, July third. <laughs> they sold. No, I'm not lying. The the wind no, was coming no. off the lake, huh? Oh yeah, it's it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal, and. It can it can extend into July at times, and you'll you'll show up appropriately dressed, and then like by the third inning, it's like, oh man, you know, where's the thermal? Where's the, you know, the 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 coat, the sweatshirt, the whatever? And people are scurrying to the, you know, to the team shop and elsewhere to get it. It's like. It's like shooting fish in a barrel for the Cubs, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> for I, merchandise. I, but, yeah. I I remember a uh, <clears throat> I remember an ACB uh, convention that way in Reno a couple of years ago. I think Carla had him turn down the air or something, but it was so cold in Reno in that in that Rose Ballroom that the ACB mini mall sold out of every fleece jacket and cover up they owned. <laughs> exactly. I got I got Leslie an orange one and she didn't even care cuz she was so cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for doing this program. It's terrific. All right, thanks Paul. Good to hear from thanks, you. Thanks Paul. Yeah. Take care now. Okay, Steve, you're next. Hello, Steve. Hello, this is Steve from Janesville, Wisconsin. How are you? Good. How is Steve? What's, your, what's your favorite beverage for the evening? Oh, me and my good old Miller Lite. It's less filling. Oh, sure. Now, are or you a cheesehead? I forget. Yes. Are you a cheesehead? <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm a long-suffering cheesehead um, of all varieties. So I'm a big Milwaukee Brewer fan, Milwaukee Bucks, Badgers, Packers, of course, and... Um, also, I lived in Seattle for a few years, so I got to know the Mariners, Seahawks, and the Sonics were still going when I was there. Mm-hmm. And all these teams have great announcers. With The Mariners, of course, had Dave Niehaus. And I remember mm-hmm. 2001 when they won 116 games. Right. That was incredible. And couldn't couldn't finish the deal. But, um, oh, yeah, the, 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 the dreaded Yankees got him, right? <sighs> yeah, I just read a biography about... Uh, on um, the closer, it's called the closer, and that's mm-hmm. really good. So Mariano Rivera, anyway, and then the Kevin Kevin Calabro is probably one of my favorite announcers for the Sonics. Mm-hmm. He just he was just full of excitement and the gravelly voice, you know, and it's really really cool. Too bad was fantastic. Yeah, he um he uh, went on to yeah he would um <laughs> he used to do Westwood One uh, yeah college basketball in the NCAA tournament. He was very polished, but very approachable and very, very real. So, yeah. And then, um, of course the Seahawks, um, 
Oh, it was Lee Hacksaw Hamilton <laughs> way back when. And um, <laughs> yeah. that was Steve Rabel and uh, Warren Moon moved mm-hmm. on. And so that was always fun to listen to. Um, but here in Wisconsin, Matt LaPay, the Badgers announcer for basketball and football, if you don't have a chance to hear, hear him, he's he's excellent. He's excellent. Very smooth. Never – great Toastmaster. He never – has to correct himself and he just says what he says what he needs to say and once and that's it a lot of excitement but um and then bob Uecker. oh uh, god yeah like <laughs> he is, this is his 50th year if he does it this year he started 1970 i think with the brewers came over from seattle and yep. um he knows his stuff and he can say something real plain but he says it and it's really, really funny, you know, and he was in Mr. Belvedere and uh, his acting career. In major the league. Center. Also major, yeah. league. Yeah, major league. Just a little yep. bit outside. <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Then he's got, <laughs> get up, get out of here. Go. Get up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the one guy you haven't mentioned yet, Steve, is Wayne Larravee with the Packers. And yes, he was I am a next. huge fan of Wayne Larravee. He spent, you know, the first 20 plus years of his career calling games in Chicago extensively. He was the yeah. voice of the Bears on the radio. And he also called uh, Cubs games on WGN and WGN radio yeah. at times. He called games, uh, Bulls games on WGN TV. Um, this guy could call like a a cornhole match in the middle of Omaha somewhere and make it entertaining. He's a, he's a very just, he's one of my favorite announcers. He can call anything. Of course, his thing is, his thing at the end of the game is, and there is your dagger. (laughs) That's That's his big thing. (laughs) I know. Isn't it so, amazing? They all kind of have their their call, you know their yeah. uh, you know their trademark. Yeah, absolutely. And the Bucks. Yeah. It is um, back in the nineties. Uh, Jim Irwin covered the Badgers, the Bucks, and the Packers. And uh, of course, with the Packers, he had Max McGee with him. That kept it entertaining. <laughs> entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it was amazing that he was able to do all those um, different venues. But um, Going back to Euchre, the fact that he stayed in such a small market, the smallest market in baseball for 50 years. Of course, he played for the Milwaukee Braves, and he's mm-hmm. just given so much to the community and stuff. So, you know, that's there's so much. We're really blessed in this country to have, you know, all the different personalities and, and different flavors of different communities. So and I could go on and on, but I appreciate the time. And I don't know how those calls translate over the phone, but I hope I didn't blow anybody's ear out, but. Oh no, you you sound great, and and don't they 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 really become part of your family, don't they? I oh, mean, they're, yeah. they're just like your 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 uncle, you know, out there. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and uh, I always look forward to, you know, if I can't catch a game when it's happening, I always look forward to making time to go back and and catch it at least the highlights. So, really missing it now. You know, it's it's tough. We're hanging in there, but. Um, Hopefully, they're talking about pushing the season way back uh, to November or December. I don't know how that's going to work in Chicago, but um, 
that might give us a good advantage since we have a roof on our stadium. <laughs> yeah, know, but... yeah, yeah. I, I've heard all kinds of scenarios out there. You know, they had the commissioner on baseball on. I was listening to him the other day, and you know, they're they're thinking about maybe playing into December and playing the last few weeks in the in the warm warm climates and and the dome stadiums, and then maybe even playing a World Series in a neutral site, which was. Oh yeah, it's interesting. Like a Super Bowl. I mean, they don't know. They're they're just throwing right. all these scenarios out there. Are they going to play a lot of double headers? What are they going to yeah. do to make it up? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, For baseball's sure. had to deal with this two or three times in the past, so they they'll 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 figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, can't, can't I mean, wait for the fall. What if they miss the baseball and pick up a snowball? You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Couldn't tell which one was the baseball was. <laughs> that's right. Well, thanks for calling in. Anyway, Enjoy your awesome. Miller Lite. It's great to hear your voice, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for calling thanks in. For calling. Thanks for your time. Good to hear you, Eric. Everybody else. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Zero five four five zero five four five. You're well, up. Good, e- good evening, my friends, Dan and Eric. It's Ray Campbell here. Ray um, Campbell. There's hey, hey, hey. I'm gonna... Another cheese head out in the wind. Well, well I'm, yeah, kind of a cheese head, but also uh, love the Cubs. But I've got to tell you, I, uh, my friend Steve kind of stole some of my thunder. I, I love Pat Hughes. I mean, just his knowledge of baseball, I mean, is so incredible. That I mean, this this guy can recite all sorts of baseball history and, and all that. But, um, um, I love Pat Hughes a lot, but Bob Uecker is still one of my, my favorite. I mean, for baseball, he's just, mm-hmm. I mean, the Brewers can be losing 11 to nothing and he makes the game exciting. It's like, you want to listen to him because of the funny stories he's going to tell. It's, it's just really, uh, incredible. And, and that, um, but I wanted to just tell, I wanted to just talk about a couple stories. My favorite games this time of the year, I'm watching March Madness. I mean, my routine is that the first Friday of the tournament, whatever job I've had, I take the day off and I come home the Thursday night before and I plop down on the couch with lots of beer. I'm drinking, by the way, Domaine DuPage is the beer I'm drinking. It's made here in Illinois by a local brewery called Domaine DuPage, local brewery called Two Brothers. Uh And, uh, yes. And so I'm coming home the Thursday night, and I'm sitting down, and I'm watching game after game after game after game, and then going <laughs> right into Friday. And it's just – I miss March Madness so much. And uh, two of my favorite March Madness games I wanted to talk about, um, the first was in, I think, 1999 or 1998, one of those two. But it was the game against – between – Valparaiso and Mississippi State, where it went right down to the end, and a guy by the name of Bryce Drew hit the winning shot. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was, I was actually on TV. I was listening. I think Ian Eagle was calling the game. The game, and he's like, "And Bryce Drew for the win! Good!" I'm surprised he didn't lose his voice. It was just and, an and incredible call. One right? They did. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was just and. What's kind of special about that is my sister-in-law actually got her master's at Valparaiso, so kind of have a warm spot for them. The other game that in the NCAA that was um, 
one of my favorites is uh, 2005. Illinois is playing Arizona. And Arizona is just dominating Illinois. And Illinois had a really good team in 2005. I mean, they were ranked number one for a while, and they had all these guys like uh, Brian Cook and, uh, oh, God, I'm trying to think of some of the other was guys. Was Self still the coach then? Yes, Bill that? Self was the coach. Self was it was coach a really there. physical, yeah. tough team. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, by the way, Dan, you may not know this, but um, when – Iowa is playing like either Wisconsin or Illinois. Eric and I are texting each other back and forth. Ah, <laughs> okay, okay. We got a little thing going there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, but we're watching the game, and I'm I'm at my um, we're at my uh, brother's house. Him and his mother's duplex, and we turn on the game, and Illinois is like behind by 15 points, and my mom and dad are sitting there, and my mom's like, "Well, there's no way Illinois is going to win this game. It's like four minutes left." And all of a sudden, Illinois starts jacking three-point shots, and they mm-hmm. start making them. And they came back in overtime and stunned Arizona to go on to the Final Four. Uh, it was just an incredible game. I, my only regret is I didn't get to hear Brian Barnhart, who's the announcer for Illinois, the radio guy, call it, because uh, yeah. I'm sure that was just a great call. Um, but I was watching it on TV, and, uh, man, just uh, – one of the most incredible games in NC2A tournament history, and um, one of, certainly one of my favorites. But um, I mean, I, I'm really missing March Madness this year. I've been listening to some of the greatest games in tournament history on Westwood One a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. that's helped out a little bit. Uh, just get some escape from this stuff that's going on in our world. It's just you know been incredible, but. Um, but I want—I have to say before I hang up that uh, Steve mentioned him. Wayne Larravee is by far my favorite uh, football announcer, and um, and and before I, you know, you, a lot of you guys know I'm a Packers fan. But uh, um, three three years ago, Karen and I celebrated our 20th anniversary, and we went to uh, Green Bay, and uh, we wanted to tour Lambeau Field, and. Uh, the Packers could not have been nicer to work with. Uh, called them, sent an email. They said, somebody will call you back and we'll set up the tour for you guys. And they did. And it was just so awesome to work with them. And they showed us everything. And it was just a really incredible, uh, a really incredible experience. So, Ray, if, if I understand correctly, you just shared with us that for your 20th anniversary, you went on a tour of the Green Bay Packers facilities? Yes. Yes, we did. I we hope did. it included chocolate and flowers. Well, I, you know, Karen was happy about it, whatever it included. <laughs> so she, she won money at the casino. I think maybe that was. She won money at the casino. It. I love it. All right. But I, but I got but I, but I to tell you also, it's, um, we, uh, we went to, um, um, when we were dating, we went to a Packers-Bears game back in 1995. And Mm -hmm. Steve mentioned Jim Irwin, and just a wonderful announcer. I mean, i got to tell you that when the Packers went to Wayne Larrabee and Jim Irwin did his last game, Mm -hmm. at the end of Jim Irwin's last game, and Karen can tell you, I was bawling because I just loved him so much. But I was so happy that we were going to get Wayne Larrabee. And – (laughs) <laughs> we were there in 95 for this Bears-Packers game, and 
Um, the last play of the game, the Bears were about to complete a pass for a touchdown, and Jim Irwin said, incomplete, but I didn't hear it because I was in the Lambeau crowd was so loud. Mm-hmm. It was just incredible. And, uh, and, uh, everything like that so now have you got to actually go to a game at lambeau field well the 95 game was the only game we've ever gotten to okay uh, that, that was there in, in 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 green bay okay yeah we went to green bay it was it was actually with the uh, naperville moose club they had a relationship with the green bay moose club and it was a deal they had we went up the day before stayed a night in a hotel had a nice dinner and uh <clears throat> and you know, breakfast the next morning, and uh, uh, went to the game and stuff. And it was a bus trip deal, and it was really cool uh, that we did. So, well, fantastic! Enjoy yes. your beer, and uh, and thank for you guys for doing in. this. And, and this Ray, is what do you think? Should we try this again, or, or you think absolutely? Are and, it? Okay, absolutely. And I I think uh, it would be uh, <clears throat> incredible because I mean, I've got. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to be one of the, I'd like to be a co-host actually, or work with you guys. It's, uh, I got so many memories about Blackhawks and all sorts of other things in sports that have just been incredible, but, um, I love sports and, uh, I'm really missing it right now. I don't know how the rest of people feel out there, but I'm really missing it right now. And I hope major league baseball gets to play here pretty soon. And, uh, we get past this virus thing and, move on back to real life i i we're all we're all with you there ray thanks a lot you got it. have a good night buddy all you right. too you too guys all right. Bye. okay you you guys have two more that i yeah. think i think you need to take all right <laughs> the next one is debbie Uh-oh. Debbie. hello debbie <laughs> hello hello everyone and hello to you both i wasn't necessarily going to call in because I think of sports as more of a guy thing, but um, you two are just so fun. And I just think this is so great. It's so great to get everybody off of, of all the things that we're usually talking about and thinking about and into fun and, and all this talk about sports. And, you know, when you told, when you uh, responded to Paul about the coconut, that was when I, I just said, oh my God, Dan, you are hysterical. You know, the two of you are funny. I think we need to have like ongoing like talent talent shows and just comedy shticks, you know. When you Dan, when you told that that story about uh blind people going through this whole thing about the virus, I mean that is a hoot the way you described it. It's just hysterical. Well, so well, anyway. Debbie, yeah. Debbie, you remind me of a story, I, you know, back, um, you know, the Orlando Magic, you know, they had Shaquille O'Neal. This may not mean anything to you, but but they okay. had Shaquille O'Neal and they had Horace Grant and they were really, really good. They were winning like 55, 60 games a year. They were absolutely great. And they were playing uh, the Boston Celtics, who still had like Kevin McHale and the Chief and all these great guys. And so... Uh, a friend of mine at work, my, my boss, had season tickets to the Orlando Magic. Her name was Marie Williams, and she took a woman named Cynthia Frank. She said, Cynthia, come to a game to a, with, with me. Well, Cynthia didn't really have any interest at all in sports. She was a 
she was a one. She had this amazing voice. She was an opera singer. She played the grand piano. She was she was a wonderful, you know, leader and programmer and all that that we worked with. So Cynthia goes to the basketball game with Marie. So I see her the next day. This great game, you know. Went into overtime. I think the Magic beat the Celtics in overtime. So anyway, so I'm, I'm I see Cynthia the next morning. I say Cynthia. How was the how was the basketball game with Marie? She said, "Oh, Dan, it was fabulous." I said, "Really? You enjoyed it?" She said, "She said yes. It was quite the participatory theater." She said, "There were people shooting things up into the crowd. There were people screaming, and dancers would come out and run on the court, and they would do these great choreographed routines, and everybody seemed so happy and excited." And, you know, I said, well, Cynthia, who won the game? She said, I have no idea. <laughs> but I had an absolutely fantastic time. Well, so you that's know, probably sports. Sports yeah. is not always about winning and losing. No. You know? And when I was on hold, I was thinking, okay, so what are the really good things? What do I like about sports? And What do you like that, about sports? Well, that is one of the things, to be at a game or even with people watching TV and everybody's hooting and hollering and screaming and yelling and having fun and or getting mad and and then you know everybody's usually eating a ton of good food and and drinking whatever <laughs> it's, food. it's fun you know everybody ought to have their favorite food and favorite drinks now i right now because it gets into the evening i'm drinking hot uh ginger tea and ginger hot is ginger really tea. good Ginger is good for the immune system. Keep your immune system strong right now. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll keep that in mind. Do you mix that ginger tea with anything? Maybe you like a shot of vodka or anything. You uh, yeah. That would be delicious. And you could, yeah. And you could always add some coconut water. Oh, coconut water would be delicious with that. Well, Absolutely. And, well, and some Cheetos. Cheetos, yeah. Rick, Rick put Cheetos in that announcement. Yeah, we have, have a lot of Cheetos. Have about Cheetos. Cheetos. Is, is, is Eric? Is Eric on this call? I'm, I'm, I'm missing Eric here. <laughs> Eric, I hope I didn't. Did we lose Eric? <laughs> Eric, Eric, Eric. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's on mute. He's uh -oh. muted. No, I, I feel like a Eric. Are you there, buddy? I think he. I think he muted himself, though. You I, think he muted himself? Yeah, okay. because I, I cannot. I cannot unmute him. So that you usually, unmute him. That usually okay. means he muted he himself. He might be thinking, "What's that, Debbie Hazelton calling in?" I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I won't keep you. I know there are other people, but what fun! I love. I love you guys working together, having fun, playing, having fun together. That's oh, great. Thank you. We're we're enjoying it. It's 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 really a nice evening. So thanks yeah, for calling in, Debbie. Now the po the posse yes, had the posse has arrived. Here's Cindy. Oh, good. Yes. Oh. Cindy Van Winkle, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. All right. Well, and you, I think somebody scared Eric away. Um, but I thought I would share a story, uh, and I have okay. several, but I'm going to share one. Uh, so when I was growing up in in the LA area my dad uh, started taking us to baseball games at Dodger Stadium and I my memory is my dad would you know 
explain the game and and we used to wait as a family and in lot five at that time you could wait for the players to come out and you know get to know them and so on so anyway as i got into baseball my favorite player uh became davy lopes now i don't know if you know who davy lopes is Oh, second yes. baseman for the Absolutely. Dodgers. Second, really? Second Went on to play for the Cubs. Yeah, yeah he was. And he uh, wore number 15. And what I, I think that what drew me to him when I was 12 years old was that he stole bases. He was a runner. You know, mm-hmm. he was exciting. And when he'd get on base, I just waited for, in, in, with bated breath for him to steal a base. So anyway, I'm going to give you kind of the short and condensed version. So, one one of the nights that he came out to the parking lot, and I was so excited because he, it was Davy Lopes, you know, and so the crowds were going after, him and everybody would get their his autograph, and everybody's you know trying to run after whoever, whichever player. So I told my mom, Mom, I want to go get Davy Lopes his autograph. So she took me to him, and she said he's right in front of you. So I'm you know totally blind kid, right? I reached my <laughs> hand up and I grabbed a hold of his elbow. And he shoved me away. Oh. And uh, he said, hey, kid, you know, something. I don't know. He or let go of me or something. I don't remember exactly, but had me in tears. And my mom was like, you know, you don't, you don't put my, you don't let my daughter cry like that. You know, you, mm. don't, you don't make her cry. So my mom kind of pretty mad and a, a security guard came over and was trying to calm my mom down. <laughs> and um, so the security guard went over and talked to Davy, and he came over and apologized. Okay. So now I want to fast forward a bit. So uh, three years later, uh, two or three years later, um, before my 15th birthday, um, I had had, I'd been on a radio talk show, got to talk with the Dodgers. Uh, Tommy Lasorda was on uh, and I had called him many a time. So anyway, Tommy Lasorda had invited me to come to Dodger Stadium and for guests to go to the dugout. So there's a whole other story around this. But anyway, my family got to go. We went, got to go into the dugout. I presented Davy Lopes with a poem that I'd written about him. He oh. got pictures, all of this stuff. So now, this is two or three weeks later, I'm at a picnic. I swear to God, this all connects. So I'm at a picnic, and, and you've been almost a year going to these games name, with our names of our favorite team on them. And we were known by a lot of the players. They knew our family. They saw our, our shirts. You know what I mean? It was So anyway, so now this is two or three weeks later, and the Dodgers are playing the Cubs in Chicago. I'm mm. at a picnic, and everybody at the picnic, all the kids are playing baseball. I couldn't play. I'm sitting on the sidelines. Uh, bored half to death of the of what's going on at the picnic listening though to the Dodger game and my my wonderful Vince Scully thank you very much and uh listening to the game and it's the fifth inning and the Dodgers are losing at that point I think they were losing three to one and uh Davey Lopes comes to the plate and you know, I'm, I'm in my own world, you know, listening to the game on the transistor radio. And Davy Lopes comes to the plate, two guys on base, and uh, and Davy Lopes 
hits a freaking home run. And I screamed and my radio flew out of my hand and nobody knew what was going on. You know what I mean? Like they're playing, <laughs> they're playing a baseball game. Uh, and, but anyway, Davey Lopes won that game. So now it was the next day there comes out in, a, in the newspaper, the Herald Examiner, which no longer exists. There was an article, Lopes wins one for Cindy. Whoa. And it was all about how he had met me those three years previous and how he pushed me away and how bad he felt. And that ever since that day, he never treated fans like that ever again. He, you know, and he, and there was an excerpt of my poem uh, that I'd given him at the, at, at the dugout when I'd been there two or three weeks previous. Yeah. And uh, a picture of him and I from the dugout was, was in that article. And, and he said that, you know, my birthday was coming up and all this stuff. Well, anyway, so uh, that was that. And, and there was a whole nother story about the Dodgers that threw me a surprise birthday party a month later uh, when I turned 15. And, uh, but Davey Lopes, was a, a, I mean, is, I'm sure he still is, <laughs> uh, but uh, that was a, you know, really memorable uh, time in my life that 12 to about, well, when I moved to Washington, uh, I had to leave the Dodgers and that was, it was pretty tough uh, because my, all of my teen years, of course, was around them. Um, and uh, it, it didn't end actually there. There was, there's still some more great stories and of uh, just, uh, these amazing men who who really are off the field uh, are just as amazing as they were on the field. And um, but anyway, that's my story about Davy Lopes. So that is so a cool. fantastic story, Cindy. Now, did, did you end up? If I remember correctly, I think I had a, a conversation with you a few years ago. You've ended up developing a very a, a pretty close relationship with Tommy Lasorda too. Right? Yeah, yep, that's a whole other. Yep, yep. Tommy Lasorda um, has been a, an amazing uh, figure for me. Uh, just uh, I, and he's got a, a book. I think he's got more than one book, but the Artful Dodger. I have a copy of that. He he signed it for me. Um, it, it was a really good read. So if you uh, get a chance to read that, it's about him uh, moving up through the through baseball, um, and uh, uh, he he was an amazing manager, and uh, just you know he has his own just he's such a big personality, um, mm -hmm. and uh, but yes, I I definitely want to save that story for another time. I want to give you, it you to you. Say you know that, what I'm saying? Say yeah, that cool. For, for Radio show. Yeah. Now, hey, Cindy, uh, let me ask yeah. you this. So, so now, are you are you still a Dodgers fan, or are you a Dodgers fan and a Seattle Mariners fan now, or are you? No. And now, are you throwing in the Minnesota Twins? <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me say that once you're a Dodger fan, you always bleed Dodger blue. So that's okay. the first thing I'm going to say. So that doesn't leave you. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I, of course, have been. Doing my best to root on the Mariners <laughs> over the last 
Well, that, you know, and in baseball, that's easy to do. You can have an American League team and a National yeah. League team, and so, the only time yes. they're going to meet, you know, most likely is in yes. the World Series. Okay. You know, well, so, yeah. okay. now we do some of this, uh, inter, you know, big interleague play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interleague play. So, uh, in fact, when we were when we were out in Los Angeles, I think in 1999, we. The Dodgers took on the Mariners, and that was a tough game for me to be at. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, but it was a, it was also a great game because I got to see Tommy Lasorda. So, mm. um, and uh, and now I'm in Minneapolis, and I'm just waiting for the the Mariners to come here so I can go to the game, and I'll I'll root on the Mariners for sure. All right, know? all yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice Cindy, stadium. What are you What are you drinking tonight, Cindy? Are you um, having Are you having coconut I, water? No, just plain water. <laughs> it's just my bottle. Plain water. water. I know. Oh <laughs> my plain. goodness, Eric, you you need to you need to train your staff a little bit Seriously. better. Seriously, plain water. I had you, wine last night. Come can on. you can you send Cindy something a little more <laughs> nourishing there, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you set up, man. I think I I plain think I need water. a rate. I need a race so I can afford it. Well, well, Cindy, Cindy, uh, Cindy, uh, I I gotta ask you the really important question: uh, bottle or tap? Oh, it's definitely bottled water. I mean, it's bottled water. Okay, all right, there you go. And like in the plastic, it's like a big two and a half gallon jug of ice mountain water, and I fill up my Tupperware bottle. (laughs) Gallons, okay. You got like one of those dispensers, you know, that you're yeah. Yeah. like the Deer Park thing. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. nearly as. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, it's just on my on my counter. Anyway, guys, you're doing a great job, and boy, you're quite the storytellers. And I can't believe how what memories you guys have. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so hey, um, thanks, thanks for calling yeah. in, Cindy. I, I All right. Over to your next one. All right. All right. Bye bye. Cool. Take care. That's it, guys. All the hands are down. All the hands are down. Well, uh, it's been a lot of fun. How about for you, Eric? Has it been a good time? This has been great. Absolutely. Uh, you know, sports is a one of these areas in our community where there's a ton of passion and uh, a lot of camaraderie. And so I, I felt that tonight, definitely. It's- it was a lot of Yeah. Everybody's unmuted, Dan. All right. Is everybody wow. everybody's unmuted? If you're out there and listening, say <laughs> Go A C B. Can you hear us all? Go A C B. Go A C B. This is what we're gonna do. All right. We're all gonna sing. Take me out to the ball game. You guys oh, man. Man. oh, okay. Uh, are we ready? Yes. I can't I can't sing, so Eric's gotta take us through this with the, with the Harry Curry right. voice that he's got. Are you ready? Uh, a one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the ground. I 
She was only drinking water. Thank you. 